Let the youth movement officially commence. We discussed some names off the Iowa Wild roster that could have an impact on the Wild roster today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us as we take a look at some names in the prospect pool that could have an impact for the Wild this upcoming season. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. If today is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we welcome you in and hope you'll stick with us here throughout the rest of the offseason. If you're one of the everydayers that listens to this show on a daily basis, we welcome you back. And welcoming back today's guest, Alex Micheletti, joining us for a Monday episode of Lockdown Wild. Alex, before we get to our topic today, so we have had a couple of games for the conference finals so far, and all of them have gone to overtime, and both teams that are in the win column have 2-0 leads what do you think so far of the Panthers and the Golden Knights getting out to the yeah. early leads in both series? Yeah, the Panthers just seem like a team of destiny, don't they? <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. The eighth seed magic uh, getting into the playoffs on the last day of the regular season. And, and you know, what a story Sergei Bobrovsky has been. Bob has just been playoff Bob mode, just unbelievable saves in every series so far. And uh, Matthew Kachuk, the Rat King, uh, it's it's incredible. He's just willing his team to to wins, and you're seeing guys like Carter Vahegi have huge games, and and of course Alexander Barkov, that goal he had the other night where he did the fake in between the legs was just unbelievable on Ranta, uh, one of the goals of the playoffs uh, for sure. And then on the Western side, you know Vegas, they just seem like the most complete team out of mm-hmm. out of the four remaining. Uh, they're their D are big. Jack Eichel's playing out of his mind. They're they have four lines that are you know um, they play really heavy, and they're just really um, getting to the Dallas uh, defense. Uh, you saw you saw Ryan Suter uh, right at the end of that that game today or yesterday. It just uh, I don't know what he got lost uh, on the tying goal. <laughs> that was that was really tough and. You know, then uh, Dallas did have a chance there in overtime, and Aiden Hill came up big on, on Wyatt Johnston, and then you know a few few minutes later, uh, you know Chandler Stevenson uh, knocks it home. So it was, yeah, it was just crazy. And uh, who would have ever thought, uh, you know, what what I mean, it's crazy, you know, to to maybe have uh, you know possibly you know two sweeps. You know, there's still a lot of hockey left, but that would be 
uh, crazy, but could you imagine a, a Vegas, uh, Florida final, the, the travel for that would be, <laughs> be something else for sure. Yeah. They, they'd have to put in some extra travel days, but it's, mm-hmm. it's been fun to watch. And it's just mm-hmm. Vegas is a good test of resolve for a hockey team. They were trailing up until the final couple of minutes in game two, they end up getting the, uh, the tying goal and uh, they end up being able to take those first two games against a Stars team that just doesn't lose in those situations, but you get the game to overtime, and Dallas just does not seem to have that same sort of edge that they've had uh, throughout the course of the regular season. So those series continuing to unfold. We'll keep an eye on them as they play out. But as we look at where the Minnesota Wild are at right now, obviously... Money going to be tight this offseason. There's enough to re-sign some key guys, but you're probably going to end up having to make some moves to try to free up additional money, which means there are going to be spots on the roster that could be filled by guys on entry-level contracts. And so we're just going to go through some of the names and just examine what they could bring, what they need to do uh, if given an opportunity to, uh, to slide into the lineup Let's talk about the big one because obviously after what happened this past season with starting the season with the Wilds, things not going well, getting sent down to Iowa. I'm, of course, talking about Marco Rossi. And he had a solid season in Iowa once he was sent back down. But my feeling is that we got to see what we got this upcoming season. And so... You know what? What? What do we? What needs to happen for Rossi, uh, both from his standpoint and from the team standpoint, uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, he needs to get stronger and he needs to get faster. And so I'm glad that uh, he's going to try to stick around here. Um, you know, for, for the most of the summer. I know it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, he enjoys going back to Austria, um, but. Uh, you just don't get that uh, competition, competition, and uh, you know NHLers over there to to skate and work out with, and uh, you know he can be here with the uh, you know skating instructors uh, with the Wild, and he just really needs to you know, like I said, stronger and faster. Uh, the the NHL is a different animal than than the AHL, clearly. Um, you know, it's just yeah, it was we we thought you know, we were expecting a ton because he led the preseason in points. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, here's the, here's the breakout Marco Rossi season. And then he just struggled and, you know, then was just stuck in Iowa. And so, yeah, this is, like you said, this is a put up or shut up year. You know, if he doesn't do anything, then you really have to, you know, you know, take a look at maybe seeing, you know, if there's any takers out there for, for him, you know, it, even though it's tough to say when he's that young still, but, uh, you know, you look at his peers around him, and uh, they are they are putting up in the you know, points in the playoffs. You take a look at a Seth Jarvis and then Anton Lundell. Um, he's been incredible for for Florida and and Jarvis with Carolina, and then Perfetti's been been playing really well. And, and Dawson Mercer had a breakout season with with the Devils, and so you, you know you you expect you know he did have uh, you know. Uh, issues with with COVID and everything, but uh, you know this is a huge summer for him to um, you know to get faster and stronger and have a really good camp. And uh, he's going to give <laughs> get every shot to you know to to play a ton just with with you know the cap space where it is. 
Yeah, and you look at the opportunity because Mason Shaw, who, and you saw Connor Dewar center some on that fourth line. We saw Mason Shaw center some as well. So, you know, maybe they just go that route to where Dewar is just that that fourth line center. But there is an opportunity to fill a center spot on this roster. Now that might, I think that was part of the issue early on in the season and there were both sides of it that, that Rossi maybe wasn't fully ready to do what was needed at the NHL level, but Dean also not putting him in a great spot to um, perform. And so I would think you'd want him to be higher up in the lineup, but then also you got to kind of earn that spot in order to be put in those situations. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, if you you know if you're if you're not strong enough to to win draws, you know that's that's why he's in in Iowa. And you know it's it's disappointing when you know Eck goes down like that, and you, you aren't even thought of 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 getting in the mix. Uh, with, you know, as a center, that's 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 really disappointing and really eye opening for him too. And and it it shows you that the coaching staff really, really needs to see something to, you know, to put faith in him. Same thing with, with Bill Guerin. So they clearly uh, didn't, didn't see enough from Iowa to, to trust him in, you know, the big time in the playoffs with, with the big club. So yeah, a lot, lot, lot to work on for, for the young guy. A, a lot riding on this, this mm-hmm. season. And so we'll, uh, we'll see. I would say that's probably the biggest name that will have an impact We've got a few others to discuss, of course, um, on offense, on defense, too. And we'll just uh, discuss the plan in net as well as we look at some names that could potentially have a big impact on the Wild roster on today's episode of Locked on Wild. There is nothing as stressful as trying to buy tickets for a game the day of and game time is here to try to make that process a little easier. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game time has a lot of great features, but my favorite has to be the fact that they show you images of your seat view before you purchase your tickets. They also have great flash deals and up to the game time tickets. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get more with the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, your team every day. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we continue our player eval series, and so you can look for uh, some of the guys on the second line this week. We'll also get to Jake Middleton as well, um, all coming up here this week as we go through letter grades for the entirety of the team. 
We'll get to the coaching staff and general manager Bill Guerin as well. Alex McLeddy is our Monday guest. And Alex, another name that I think could potentially have an impact on the, uh, the season this year. A guy that we've seen a little bit of over the last couple of years. That is Adam Beckman. Beckman had a uh, great training camp this past year. Was one of those final guys, but just didn't end up making the roster. But he has been a call-up guy. Kind of that first wave of players to come up uh, with injuries. And every time he's been up, he certainly has looked the part. It's just kind of waiting for that big opportunity to come uh, so that he's able to break through. Yeah, I think this is the season for him. <laughs> like like we talked about, there there's gonna be some open roster spots, and and he's a cheap contract, and yeah, yeah. Every time we've seen him, he's he's produced. Uh, you know, he's had some exciting uh, plays. You know, I can remember the that Pittsburgh game a few you know a few years ago, and uh, you know it's uh, you know he's he's right there. He's I I think he you know he's got the the bigger body type uh you know than than Marco Rossi I think he's stronger than him and you know I, I think um at least early I think he'll probably have a better chance at at sticking around um you know with the big club <laughs> so you know I think I think he's ready to to prove it too uh, he's he's done everything he can at the Iowa level and you know I think he's battle tested and, and ready he's been through the grind of the of the AHL and so you know, he wants he wants that shot and he'd be He'd be perfect, uh, you know, with um, you know a guy like Mar- you know Marcus Foligno and uh, and Eck possibly, but you also have uh, Duhame there too for spots. So you know, there's the nice thing about a lot of these guys is they're they're interchangeable interchangeable in roles. Yeah. So they can they can fit in in multiple lines and and spots and, and maybe special teams too. And if we recall with Beckman, he was put in a similar situation, kind of to what Rossi went through this year where they had him spend almost an entire season working on more of the defensive aspects of the game. And then you get to this season and he had just another great offensive year for Iowa. And the thing that I like, and I I keep going back to this metaphor just to try to kind of sell the point. I keep referring to him, him as like the James Bond of the Iowa Wild roster. He he shoots first and kind of does everything else afterwards. And so if he can just be a guy that's not afraid to shoot, that's that tends to be a little bit of an issue with this team. And so if he can be that shoot first guy, a little bit of that bulldog mentality, there is a spot for that type of player uh, in a lot of different roles for this team because you look not only at the struggles in five on five, how about power play number two? Yeah, there was <laughs> this season there was there was not a power play two. It was well, I mean the guys that were on there should never be playing special teams. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of spots uh, open on that unit and he's the type of player too that brings a lot of energy and the type of guy that you're looking for and in, in playoff hockey too, to, to, you know, their motors always going and he can hit and be physical because uh, in, as we know, in playoff hockey, we're watching it right now. The, the, the two series, especially it's physical and it's nasty and you're going to have to grind to get goals. Uh, they're not always all, 
they're not always the Barkov goals from the other night, but there there's goals going off butts and, and shin pads and, and, you know, it's just crazy. So, yeah, as we know, playoff hockey, it's chaos. And so he's a, he's a type of guy, just like Brandon Duhame too. That's always going a hundred miles an hour. You got to keep it in check, obviously, but uh, you know, he's, he's exactly the prototype uh, player that I think Billy Guerin loves to controlled chaos. Like yeah. funnel that chaotic energy and uh, and use it for good. Before we talk a little bit about um, on defense and goaltending, I know there's another guy that you had brought up that I want to just get a little more intel on. That is uh, Damon Hunt. What do you think the possibility is of him maybe being not necessarily a guy that that breaks the roster? full-time this year, but being one of those call-up guys that's ready to go uh, in the event of injury. Yeah, he looks really close. <laughs> so, you know, this is a huge summer for a lot of the fringe uh, defensemen on this wild roster. You know, there could be a couple trades. Uh, you know, Alex Goligoski could get moved because he just doesn't doesn't play. And so he might just want to, you know, go to Bill Guerin, who, who he played with and is, has a really close relationship and say, Bill, can you find me a team? And so that would be a guy that would go out of the mix. Uh, Kalen Addison has fallen out of favor with the with the coaching staff and Bill Guerin. So who knows if uh, he'll re- try to request a trade or if Bill, you know, just finds a you know, fresh start for him. And so you also have John Merrill who was scratched, uh, you know, in that, in that playoff series too. So yeah, it's uh, there, there could be a, you know, a spot open or two. And so he's right there. You know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, just like you mentioned that, uh, you know, you know, might not be full time, but you know, could, could come up in a pinch if, if needed. And I really like his game. He's, you know, got, got some offense to him. I, I, I believe. And so, yeah, he's definitely a guy that you can plug and play in and maybe play a little power play. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have those guys that are hungry and want to get to the NHL. And, you know, he seems like a really good locker room guy from everything we've, (laughs) we've seen from him. He's well-spoken and um, character and, uh, He'd be a perfect uh, guy, uh, you know, in that locker room for sure. I like it. Um, let's talk about the goalie situation after the break because I know it seems pretty set, but uh, let's let's just check in on uh, on Mr. Volstead's status as we continue today's episode of Locked On Wilds. After this final segment of today's episode of lockdown wild your team every day once again thank you for making lockdown wild your first listen each and every day seth topal joined by alex micheletti alex let's talk goalies because it seems pretty set with mark andre fleury returning for potentially his final full-time regular season in the nhl You've also got Philip Gustafson. His contract status is still up in the air at this point, but it's hopefully going to be something that is resolved without any sort of aches and pains, um, which would leave to then have this goalie tandem back at it. Now, the interesting thing has been the wording and that flurry has been pretty vocal about, look, I'll do the backup thing. I don't really care. Um, at this point, if it's going to be backing up Gustafson, who certainly deserves a healthier share of the starts. But you got the guy of the future in Jesper Volstead. And with Flurry and Gustafson seemingly being locked in for another year, 
it leaves it so that you don't have to rush Volstead up. Um, or do we end up seeing him for uh, a few starts this year? Well, I mean, <laughs> the big you know the big doubt is uh, could Gustafson get offer sheeted by a team, and then the and then the Wild you know can't can't afford him if if they do that they do get draft picks, but uh, that that's the big like oh could that happen you know um, so if that were to happen and a team does get Gustafson. I still don't think that they would have Wallstead be the be the backup to to Flurry. I think they would try to sign a you know a, a veteran and uh, and then let Wallstead cook still in Iowa. You know he's had his moments for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the uh, AHL All Star. Uh, he's playing. He's Sweden's number one goaltender in the World Championships right now, and he's looked great. I watched the the game when he was playing Marco Rossi. And he stopped Marco Rossi a couple of times, which must have just been awkward for him. <laughs> uh, Rossi actually did, uh, does look pretty good for for a team that <laughs> has has no other uh, um, you know NHL guys. So good for Marco for trying to do everything himself. But uh, yeah, Walstard, he's looked great. Uh, he's got a personality. We've we've seen little clips of him when he was uh, uh, you know practicing the, with the wild up here. <laughs> Just yeah, he's he's quite the character doing the wave and or bobbing his head. Uh, yeah, he's he's gonna be a fun one to you know uh, when the media scrums are around him for sure. So yeah, you also have Zane McIntyre there too, uh, who's uh, you know was a great college goalie at UND and uh, has has been a great. Uh, you know, good pro in, in, in minor leagues and a cup of coffee in the NHL a little bit uh, here and there and Hunter Jones too. So there's, there's some guys there too that can, can step in if, if needed, but uh, the, the future is so bright. I cannot wait for Wallstead. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with Flurry. you know, playing out his, his final year of his contract. Uh, you know, he did that. Um, it was nice of him to, you know, if he wasn't feeling it, that the wild would be off the hooks. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, but you can see in his mind why would I turn down that money to <laughs> to come back? Even uh, that's that's really good money as a as a backup or as a one B. So, yeah, yeah. I, I you know out of all the positions that the Wild have, you know, the, the goaltending is is definitely the top you know top of the list for sure. I mean, you know, Wallstead's the uh, number one goalie prospect in in the entire league. So that's Jed Brackett, man. Just uh, incredible work by him. I. Here's how I think it'll play out if everything goes according to plan. Gustafson signs. He's your number one. Mm-hmm. Pencil him in for like 50 starts. Right. Flurry the backup. Pencil him in for the other 32 um, and fluctuate from there. So you have those as your two. If there are short-term injuries... Then you you go to McIntyre to, um, to come up and fill the backup spot. If there's a long term injury for either guy, that's where it gets interesting. Like if you have an injury that's going to say knock Gustafson out for like a month, Flurry out for a month, um. That's where things get interesting, but I still am of the belief that you probably let Volstead do his thing for another year, and then you, I think just, if the results are really good, I think you just let him break camp with the team next year. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think goalies are more fragile than 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 a forward or defenseman. You really don't want to have get them you know, screwed up at the NHL level, and so you, you're going to wait until he's a hundred percent ready to go. And he's every time you've uh, they've they've talked to him about it, uh, you know, he agrees that uh, you know another another full year, and I and I was this is the best for him. I think. Like you said, if it was a long-term injury for Flurry or Gustafson, and it that that would be like a hail mary call to, to get yeah. him in the net to try to save a season, uh, but you know it's the best league in the world, and you don't want him just to come in and <laughs> just get lit up, you know, seven eight nothing, because that can really just destroy your confidence. So you don't want to see anything like that. Let him continue to cook. Uh, he's he's looked great there, uh, but you want him. You want him to be consistent too. So you don't want him just to, to flash every now and then. You want him to be, you know, hundred percent ready to go the next Henrik Lundqvist, you know? Yeah. Let him let him do his thing and just develop that consistency at the AHL level. Uh we did forget one name that uh could probably have a solid role with his team. Sammy Walker, who showed some real impressive stuff in his uh, couple of call-ups with the Wilds, was an AHL All-Star, and he brings a little bit of that speed component that uh, that the team was lacking. They then trade for Marcus Johansson to fill that role. What do we think about Walker's chances to do similar or have similar results uh, with the Wild this season? Yeah, like you said, that they... The Johansson move really is tough for Walker because that that would be the spot that he would take, and so it. I don't I don't see him as a fourth line guy, you know, and that would be a. <laughs> that's that's where he would probably be competing for a spot. So it's tough for him. It just seems like he's kind of stuck, um, you know, just kind of like Kyle Rowell was, uh, just really good in, in the AHL, but you know the tweener like just yeah can't get a full time spot, which is which is tough for him. But he, he's proven, you know, he's he's you know he's proven a lot of the doubters wrong, including me. I, I didn't think he'd get get a get a chance, but when he did, he looked great. And so um, that that's what that's what we want, want to see though in the AHL is is guys taking advantage of, of being in top line minutes, top power play, and he, he's proven that. And so uh, I I just think you don't want to see him in a fourth line role, but uh, you know if if he makes a team, he you know he can be elevated. You know, look at Ryan Hartman. He's made his way out, is all the way up to the first line, and so, you know, it it, it could happen. This this team with with where contracts are at, uh, you know, he could get a spot, and then, like we talked about, a lot of these guys can be interchangeable. So, you know, you know, possibly we'll we'll see. Uh, it's gonna be fascinating to see what Bill Guerin does because you know I think he's definitely gonna try to clear cap space too by getting some of these uh, fringe players uh, out. And so maybe that gets, uh, you know, gets Sammy in, you know, maybe if, you know, you know, Fl- uh, Felino gets moved, you know, that's, that's 3 million off the books that they could, that they could move. And so, you know, it's going to be a very interesting summer for some of those guys that uh, have been fan favorites, have been with the team for, for a little bit here, but uh, that's the good thing about Bill Guerin is, you know, you know, it's a business, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he loves these guys, but uh, you know, at, at certain points you have to make you know, tough love decisions. So yeah, it's <laughs> very, very interesting. It's that poker face 
for uh, for your GM to uh, hope that you have a good hand and that you are not sitting like some other teams with uh, jokers. So yes. we'll see what happens, but uh, there will be plenty of other names that get discussed because we've got the draft coming up. And so we're going to use Mondays to tackle a lot of this. Um, I think what we'll do at some point in the future is some bargain bin shopping to where, hey, you've got a million dollars to spend on a free agent. What are some names that you could go after? Things like that. We're going to keep the Monday segments open for some of the bigger picture stuff as I sift through the player evals and all that uh, procedural stuff as we navigate the offseason. So make sure you stick with Locked on Wild throughout the duration of the offseason as we'll keep you up to date with everything happening because we we do all of these episodes, but then you can be very sure that once something big happens, we'll have you covered with that as well. So make sure you tune in, subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, so you don't miss out on any breaking wild news or any bigger picture topics that we discuss throughout the week. Uh, once again, if this was your first time tuning into Locked on Wild, thanks for tuning in. We hope to see you for future episodes of the show. If you're an everydayer, we'll catch you tomorrow. Either way, make sure that you stick with Locked on Wild. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.